You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. For all NBA, for all NBA warriors, you are now tuned into Golden Spaces with Matt and Justin. What up? What up? It's Golden Spaces, an Odyssey original podcast. We are here after a frustrating loss, a wasted 60 piece from Steph Curry as they fall to the Atlanta Hawks in Atlanta on the second night of a back to back in overtime, 141 to 134. Again, Steph dropped 60 points and they lost this game. I am joined by producer Greg, ready to chop it up about this game and but really, we don't really need to talk about the last game. They beat Memphis, the skeleton crew of Memphis. Um, this was a much better test for them, and they failed that test. What do you think of the? What do you think of the game? Well, I mean, I'm disappointed with the way that this one went. I mean, Curry Curry goes for sixty, as you mentioned. But I mean, for me, the story of this game was just not making three pointers for the rest of the team. They went 18 of 56 from three. Mm-hmm. Clay Thompson was four of 18 from the floor. He just, I mean, it felt like he sold completely in this game. Uh, there was one possession in particular where he had Kaminga under the hoop wide open and he pulled the trigger and he hit the front of the rim. And it barely grazed it. Like, man, he should have passed that to Kaminga. And then he just kept chucking, like trying to get out of it. And I didn't see him make another shot. And mm. he had open. He even had open looks, like the one in the corner in overtime, just bricked it completely. So really bad night for Clay. Uh, Wiggins gets injured. I hope that it's not serious because they need him. They need Andrew to be Andrew. And uh, you know, Kaminga fouling out just killed them in overtime. Yeah, I think this was a – I mean, it's the second night of a back-to-back, so there's a lot of different variables there, but this was kind of like a wake-up call game for them, right? Like they were on a nice little streak, even though they lost to um, the Kings and they lost to, um, to the Lakers. Those are one-point losses in games that they easily could have won, and those both of those teams are a decent teams. So it looked like obviously they were trending into the in a positive direction, but kind of a wake-up call, right? Defense isn't as good as it needs to be, nowhere near. Um, and then the offense around Steph still is, for the most part, unreliable, right? Um, I mean, I think this is the worst shooting night or offensive night for Clay this season. Um, he had as many slumps earlier in the season, but four for 19, two for 13. And honestly, a lot of the shots were just wide open. He was just breaking them, right? Like, yeah, if he's just missing wide open shots, there's not really much that you can do about that, right? And the thing about the way the team is constructed at the moment, right? There's no CP3, there's no Moody, there's no Gary. Um, Clay oftentimes is put out there with these bench crews who don't have a lot of on-ball creation. They don't have a lot of scoring, even though Lester had a good game. So 
not only is it built for him to get a lot of shots, he is looking at the rest of the guys and he's like, well, I got to shoot. Right. Um, so definitely wasn't a great night for him. Pretty bad night for him. Um, pretty obviously, right. 14, I mean, four for 19 overall minus 10. He had a few good defensive plays in the OT, but it just couldn't make up for the fact that he was just not great offensively all night. Wiggins didn't look great offensively when he was out there, but he was pretty disruptive defensively, which is what they need him for mostly. But the team defense at this point is just a joke, right? Like um, you give up 141 in total, 18 in OT, defense completely compromised with no JK, with no Wiggins. They just need to find more players or they just need their players to defend on some type of competent level for them to win consistently because there's going to be nights like this where the offense just isn't there because Steph is Steph and everybody else is just not, not that level of offensive player. No, you're right. And, you know, I felt like the Hawks were taking full advantage of Pajimski whenever he was on defense. I mean, DeJounte Murray would get like matched up with him and he would just take him to work. Mm-hmm. It felt like, especially in the fourth quarter where he just was on and in overtime and, you know, You've had those welcome to the league moments, but tonight really felt like it. He was a minus 13 tonight, which was the worst plus minus on the team. Yeah, and that's kind of why I've been pushing back a little bit on the Pajemski over Clay like that. That lineup, Pajemski in with the starters in place of Clay, has been a great lineup, right? They've been kind of blitzing teams, but they haven't really played tough competition. And I knew once they started playing really good teams where he can't really hide on defense, they might teams might just pick on him, right? Like he's not the quickest guy, he's not the biggest guy, right? Clay's slow, but Clay has size and length. And um, you know, we saw it today, we saw it against Philly as well. Teams are gonna pick on him. He's gonna have to stand sitting on that on that island and guard these quick players, these bigger players. And he's 20 years old, he's a rookie, and he's not really built to be a great defensive player. So we we saw that on display tonight. And, yeah, like I said, their defense is just a joke. They need another big body in there to hold the fort, right? Like, Draymond played 35 minutes tonight. They clearly just played a game last night. Mm -hmm. Trace Jackson Davis playing nine minutes is just absolutely insane. And he he was two of three from the floor. Like, it wasn't like he wasn't doing anything, and he had five rebounds in those nine minutes that he – or eight minutes and 34 seconds that he played. But – yeah, it makes no sense why they don't let him play more. It really, it, it's annoying because I mean, they let Santos and Keones have more minutes than Trace Jackson Davis. Right. And I mean, now, Santos, I'm okay with those guys playing, but mm-hmm. they shouldn't have more minutes than him. Definitely not. Um, Trace could have cut into a lot of people's minutes, right? He could have cut into Clay's minutes a little bit tonight. Clay clearly didn't have it. He could have cut into. Pajemski's minutes tonight, right? Pajemski clearly didn't have it defensively. He was out there making plays on the offensive end and just, you know, doing the scrappy things that he usually does. But they clearly needed more size, more defense. Clint Capella kills them inside, 17 and 15. He was killing from the jump, right? Draymond is on that second night of a back-to-back. Like, he just didn't have his his typical juice that he has. Um, you can tell that back-to-back was hurting his legs a little bit. Uh, Onyeka Kongwu, 22 points and 16 rebounds. So you've given up. And Jalen Johnson, 21 points and 13 rebounds. Their front court gives you almost 60 points and almost 40 rebounds combined. Um, well, actually over 40 rebounds, almost 50 rebounds combined. Just those three guys. 
Meanwhile, Trace is playing nine minutes. He gives you five rebounds in nine minutes. And like, why is he only playing nine? Um, this is just. And, and Kavon Looney gets almost 15 minutes on the floor. He gets you 10 rebounds, but he doesn't do anything else. He had no points. He had no shots. Mm-hmm. All he did was grab rebounds. And that was yeah. It. Yeah. They need a center. Um, Trace is someone who can eat up minutes in the regular season, but Kerr doesn't trust him. So they need someone with some actual NBA like experience that Kerr feels comfortable playing a lot and someone who's actually good in a, a starting level center. Um, so who's so who's available for them to target in that position? Or or like I mean Draymond could play center, I guess, mm-hmm. but it, whenever he comes out, you can't put Looney in and and, Tr- yeah. and Kerr clearly doesn't trust Trace. Yeah. Um Draymond at center is not sustain it's not sustainable. All right, we saw it tonight. His legs were done. Yeah. All right, legs are done. It's a back-to-back, obviously, but I just can't trust that going forward. Um, I mean, there's been rumors that obviously Dejounte Murray is available, right? And there's been rumors that the Hawks want to get off Capella as well, like attach him to Dejounte or something like that. They obviously have Onyeka, who's someone they drafted a few years ago, who can easily just step up into a starting center role. And Capella is, you know, in his prime, right? Like still he's at the end of his prime, but he's still in his prime. That's the guy that they can potentially go after. There has been rumblings about the, the bigs in Orlando, whether it's Goga or it's Wendell Carter Jr. Claxton is another guy. Um, they just need love, some. I would love a package of DeJounte Murray and Clint Capella. Would completely change his team. I've been saying this for a while. Would be they incredible. need a dynamic perimeter player who can guard. And they need a center. Those are the two things that this team is missing. Um, like, you need someone – because at the end of the game, it would have been nice if anybody could do anything offensively other than Steph. Meanwhile, Trey Young's getting doubled, and DeJounte's hitting, like, three, four jumpers in a row to just ice the game. Right. Into the basket, passing it out to guys. He's a player that you can trust in these moments. He's a player that you can trust to stay in front of a guy like Trey Young because no one could do it after our wings went down. Um, he didn't have the best night because he couldn't hit a three. But inside the three-point line, he's 9 for 18, which is 50%, seven assists. He rebounds the ball well. He he defends, right? Curry obviously puts 60 on his head, but Curry's going to put 60 on, on anyone he wants to. So, <laughs> I mean, I would, I would love a package of DeJounte and, and Capella, but just at the bare minimum, get a center, please. Get another big man, please, because this team defense is a joke. It's an absolute joke. Yeah, you can't you can't be giving up 141 points to Atlanta. Every every team they played, they lost by one to the Kings. They gave up like 130 something to them. They gave up 140 something to the Lakers. Obviously, this is that was an OT game. This is an OT game, but like, bro, can we you're scoring somebody? points, but you're giving up too many. <laughs> yeah. They have like the number eight offense in the league. They've had like the number two or three offense in the league over like the last 20 games. Offense is not an issue, right? So like as bad as Clay shot the ball, as bad as they, you know, no one no one can hit a three. Like you put up 134, obviously Steph had to carry that. But if you just hold Atlanta to like 120, like yeah. we're not asking for much. Hold them to like 117 and you win this game. Um, and that's that's where their problems start and that's where they – could end if they just decide to play some defense consistently. I mean, their defense in that final possession that sent the game to overtime, Curry hits the shot. They go up by two. 
timeout Atlanta, they advance the ball. Warriors have to – they need one more stop. And it was just like the Lakers game. You need one more stop. Just one. And you couldn't get it. And it, that just keeps killing them that they just can't close out games. We've t- You guys have talked about this all year long. Why can't this team close out games? It's the defense. Like, the offense is trying their best to close out games. The mm-hmm. defense is failing them miserably. Miserably. They can't guard the ball. So they have they had to send a hard double to trade for like the last five minutes of the fourth and in OT. And he broke that's, right through it. <laughs> broke right through it. For one, that's just compromising your defense. Now they're playing four and three. For two, it's not even a good trap. You can't even stay in front of them with a double team. <laughs> like uh, I mean, all your athleticism's on the bench with um Wiggins and JK and Gary and Moody and stuff like that, but I mean, at that point, just go big, right? Should have played Trace at the end. That way Draymond can roam and maybe he can mess things up for the other team as a free safety. But defense is a joke. It starts It starts with the defense. They have to find a way to get stops. And I think playing Trace more is the first way to do that because once Draymond sits, their defense is just completely cooked. You know, Draymond has a bad night where he doesn't have the legs cooked. So – yeah, it, it really starts there. Um, just wasn't a great combo tonight of being on a back-to-back. Wiggins gets hurt and only placed less than 20 minutes. Uh, Kaminga fouls out when he was one of your – he was your second-best scorer behind Curry. Mm-hmm. And, you know, once you lose those guys, and Draymond, like you said, he played 35 minutes and he is dead tired. It was just not a good combo, and Clay couldn't hit a lick. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, recipe for disaster there. And, I mean, this team is obviously also feeling the effects of having so many guys out. Um, we talk about how like how deep they are and, and stuff like that, but Kerr clearly only trusts a certain amount of them. Um, Draymond, 35. Kaminga, 34 minutes. Steph, 41. Clay 36. Pajemski, 39. Wiggins would have played more if he didn't get uh, injured. But... They need guys back. Moses is supposed to come back next game. I think CB3 and Gary are, are a ways away, at least a week or two away. But Moses, like, is going to have a – I mean, he's going to be a welcome sight because they just need more players. Dario was sick tonight. He's probably going to be back next game. So they're going to have more guys to save the legs. They need on. to actually play Moses when he comes back. <laughs> Please. <laughs> they need they need that defense. They need additional scoring. They need someone to play next to Clay Thompson in the second unit that can actually do something with the ball and, you know, be a shooter or something like that. Like, it's just, I'll, I'll, I'll say this about Clay, right? Like, Clay obviously was terrible tonight, right? Couldn't hit a shot. And he's been the, the, the subject for a lot of slander within the fan base and outside of the fan base. Everybody's calling him cooked and washed and stuff like that. That's fine, right? Like, whatever you have your opinion of him. But what we can't deny is like no one on this team makes Clay's job easier. Not no one, no one. Right. He was supposed to be the guy who can like, you know, guard the other teams like third score or something like that. He's often asked to guard the other teams. One or two best scores. He has to carry bench units with no one else there to help make his job easier scoring the ball or creating a shot for him. Um, you know, I just I just want to say that, like, just think about who makes Clay's job easier on this team other than Steph. 
And really, it's just like with Steph, he sees two bodies wherever he goes. And Clay also sees a body or two wherever he goes. So I don't really know what people expect like Clay to do in, in some of these situations. Four for 19 is just absolutely atrocious, right? Like you need to shoot better than four for 19. But this team just needs an influx of the just dynamic players that can help Steph, Clay, and Draymond, you know, be the best versions of themselves and limit more nights like this where they're the worst version of themselves, particularly like Clay. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. It, it helped whenever Andrew was back to being Andrew, which was in the Lakers game. And I mm-hmm. want to say, uh, you know, he, he was on a decent stretch tonight, not so much one of six from the floor. But whenever Wiggins was producing, Clay's job was getting easier because now they're putting more focus on Wiggins and they're not doubling Clay and doubling Curry. Like, they had that third score that they could, that they could count on. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we talk about clay and how people might say he's washed, but you'll see clay rattle off a game where he just goes off and he hits what three, four, three pointers in a row. It's not like he's shooting four of 19 every single night. Mm-hmm. It, it hasn't been like that this season for him. And he looked like he was getting onto a hot streak. This is a back-to-back clay's getting older. You know, these things, can happen. these things can happen, you know? Yeah. He's also just, he just missed a game because he was sick the other day. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, it is what it is with Clay. People are going to have their opinions on him. Um, you know, on Twitter, I've turned into like the Clay defender guy, which I never intended to be. <laughs> but just the takes just are kind of outrageous to me. Um, like you just said, over the last, I don't know how many games, he was shooting well over 40% from three on extremely high volume. Like, people pretending like clay shoots 419 every night and he's shooting all these terrible shots is just not not true but tonight was bad was bad um let's look at some other players tonight jonathan kaminga was on a recent stretch where he hit like 20 points or more in like seven or eight straight games unfortunately did not hit that tonight he was on his way to it but he ended up fouling out finished with 16 points 12 shots 
his decision making wasn't the best tonight. Like I wouldn't say it was a good JK game, even though he shot efficiently from the floor, mainly because um, Atlanta started throwing some coverages at him that I don't think he's been ready for. And he didn't necessarily react well to it. He had four turnovers and just looked a little bit out of sorts at times offensively. And, and I thought, I thought he felt a little out of place with defense. Uh, I mean, I'm not entirely sure what he was thinking whenever he, he had, what was it, Trey Young in the corner, and he just tapped him three times, mm-hmm. and the ref called the foul. Now, originally, I thought, what are they calling a foul for? But they showed the replay, and he clearly just kept tapping him. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know what he was doing there. And then the one that he fouled out on, he just kind of shoved him. Yeah. So he, he just felt out of place, it felt like to me, whenever he got switched on to Trey Young. Yeah. He's he's still got to learn some things. Um, I think it starts with him and Wiggins. Obviously, like this this front court of Wiggins, him and Draymond has to absolutely set a tone defensively. They can't foul a ton. They can't miss rotations. They can't get beat back door and all these things. And it's been happening a little bit too much. And this is another reason why they just need another body that can defend out there just to make their jobs a little bit easier. Not necessarily in that lineup, but like just to mix into the game at some point. Like somebody's going to really lock up, and they just don't have it right now, right? Like they got to learn that. But Kaminga's offense is the reason why they're playing him through these mistakes still. Um, Steve Kerr made it very clear: like this is their lineup; they're going to play with it, and they're going to live with the results. And whether people like it or not, a lot of the reason why Kaminga wasn't playing a ton before was because he can make mistakes like this. And it's what comes with being a young player. So his his offensive production though has been such a big deal for this team that you can't you can't make a switch mm-hmm. right now. For and sure. It, it would take a trade that would put him onto the bench and it would have to be a big one and I just don't think that that would happen. Yeah. And it, I mean and it shouldn't happen. Is is He's shown that he can clearly be a super productive offensive player for this team. He's like the perfect guy to take advantage of the fact that the Warriors have inverted spacing, right? They have inverted gravity. They have Steph and Clay running on the perimeter and teams run out to them. And he can just take advantage of that space on the interior and those one-on-ones and punish teams for 20 to 25 points a game, it seems. And that's absolutely needed. Him, Steph, Clay and Wiggins should be able to provide enough offense for this team to compete offensively with any team. And we've seen it. It's just that they can't stop anybody. <laughs> um, so it's kind of a problem in this league when you can't stop anybody. It's kind of a problem. It's kind of a problem. Um, what do they have going forward? They have, I think Brooklyn coming up. So the trade deadline is this week. Um, it's the eighth. I'm pretty sure. Oh, we're finally at the week of the trade deadline. Finally. <laughs> Feels like it's been forever. <laughs> we have two and a half games. I don't know what time the trade deadline ends on the 8th, but they have Brooklyn, Philly, and Indiana. Uh, 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on February 8th. Okay, so the team that plays Indiana on February 8th is going to be the post-trade deadline team. So they have two games left until the trade deadline. It seems like talks have kind of not necessarily stalled, but talks have um, chilled out a little bit as far as the Warriors being aggressive at the trade deadline. 
it hasn't completely been said that they're not making any moves, but the whole idea of big trades happening, let's go after DeJounte, let's do this, let's do that, seems to have stalled. What do you think should happen at the trade deadline? I mean, what you mentioned earlier with DeJounte and Clint Capella seems like the perfect move for them, and I just don't think it's going to happen. I think I think what Nat said, what was it, a week or two ago, I think it was last week, what she said about them not being uh, so open to making trades now because of what happened to this team and what they have gone through as a team, that they don't want to split these guys up anymore. I think you have to put that into uh, effect and think that maybe that is what's going to happen. And if they do make a move, it won't be a, a major one. So, you know, I, I have a feeling we could be disappointed after 3 p.m. on February 8th where they don't make a move. Yeah. Um, I, I think that's definitely a, a possibility. I think they'll end up making some move. I just don't know what it is, whether it's a salary dump or it's acquiring some some picks or something like that for a player. Who knows? But I do think they're not going to just do – I don't think they're going to just do nothing, which, I mean, I guess we got to see. I personally, like you said, I personally think they need a center. Just go get one. Any any competent center, any starting center, I think, can come on this team and make a difference. Uh, defensively slanted, of course. Like, you don't just want to get any starting center. Like, like people put out Vucevic, and it's like, oh, I'm kind of good on Vucevic. He doesn't really play defense. Like, he'll be a good player, but we need defense. We don't need any more offense. Like, so, so get one of the dirty work centers that can block shots, that can run the floor, athletic, and then you can really see what you got going on. I've made it very clear that around the trio, you need dynamic perimeter players, you need dynamic interior players, and you need a center. Like, that six, like, player group right there can be very good, and then you'll have some depth left over to still be in games when, you know, a few of those guys aren't in the game. They have Jonathan to play that interior role, right? He's obviously shown that he can put up points. He can play strong and with force. Wiggins, we'll see, right? We'll see what his health looks like, and we'll see what his play looks like once he gets back. But they, the, the piece that they just do not have is that center. So they just got to go out there and get that center. Uh, if they don't do anything else, just go out there and get somebody that can play five for this team. That's Steve Truss. So I'm looking at an article from – SB Nation for 31 players that could get moved at the at the deadline. How would you feel about the centers that they named here? Uh, oh, no, not even. What if you move Draymond to the five permanently and you bring a Royce O'Neal over? How would you feel about him? Um, I think he's a good player. I just don't think they need any more wings. You know what I mean? Like, they have so many perimeter players. Obviously, a lot of them are out right now, so it's, it's definitely looking like they need a Royce O'Neal. But I think they just need some more size on the interior. And, yeah, it depends on who who goes out, right? Like, who are you trading for, for Royce, you know? There's just not that many out there. I mean, the, the Clippers want to get rid of P.J. Tucker, but he's old and washed. We don't want, we don't want P.J. Tucker. Don't need P.J., no. No. So and Zeke Naji for Denver, they they might be shopping him. There's a reason why. 
Yeah, you, we don't. They don't want him either. So he's not good. But the problem, the problem is there's nobody out there. Exactly. <laughs> like, Atlanta would have to give up Capella and Dejounte and be willing to, and the Warriors would have to probably give back a good bit. Yeah, I think combined they're making uh, like thirty-eight or forty or something like that. So, I mean, whatever it is, it has to be a Chris Paul center trade. I hope. Uh, I mean, thank you, Chris Paul, to what you've done on this team so far, but I would very much like for him to be done playing for the Warriors. I hope we saw his, his last game as a warrior. And Doesn't it feel like Steve kind of closed that door though, when he said, we are looking forward to having Chris come back. He is a big part of this team. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, it could be a media thing. It could be keeping him engaged. Um, You know, they said they love Jordan and they traded Jordan. True. Uh, so I'm, I'm not taking that as, as law. And I mean, I'm, I'm hoping that something happens, but <laughs> ultimately we shall see. Ultimately we shall see. Um, I mean, I saw something about them being in talks with Orlando, um, like maybe like a Jonathan Isaac or something like that is available. I don't really know how I feel about that. Jonathan Isaac is a very interesting guy, but when he's healthy and he's playing, he's a guy who can defend and they need defense. So <laughs> I mean, I, I think we're down bad at this point, but we we can't afford to turn down a player like Jonathan Isaac. I don't think. I'm serious. I like this list is ridiculous. There are no centers anywhere <laughs> on this list. Hopefully, someone that we didn't know was available becomes available. I hope because I mean, the, the the big thing that they need to make is bringing a center in that can play defense. And that can give Draymond a breather that isn't Kevon Looney. Mm-hmm. And so that has to be the first thing you're looking for here. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I mean, they don't trust Trace enough, so it has to be someone that you can bring in and, and trust. Remember remember at the beginning of uh, when, when you guys started doing this podcast before the season started, the rumor of could the Warriors get Dwight Howard? They had Dwight Howard, they'd still be in this situation, would they not? Oh, for sure. I don't think Dwight's changing this much. Center has been a problem for this team for a while, has it not? Yeah. I mean, Loon did his best for the two and a half years where he was holding down the fort as a starting center. And I think ultimately those two years kind of sped up his um, you know, getting washed. You know, like it's just it just is pushed him over the edge athletically and now he's in a spot where either he needs an extended time off to get his legs back, or he may just be kind of over the hill at this point. And it's, it's sad, but it just it's a byproduct of drafting James Wiseman and putting him at the forefront to the point where you're making him the starting center going forward and he just wasn't ready for it. And then you just didn't bring in any centers to, you know, be competition for him that can help Looney save his legs and all that type of stuff. It was just like, we're running with James Wiseman. We don't need any more bigs. And now you have no good centers and Looney is just like over the hill. So just bad management, bad management has put them in this position and hopefully they can find a way to get themselves out of it by reversing a lot of these moves and doing what is right for the team. But we'll, we'll ultimately see what they do. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. 
Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Going forward, let's look at the standings just to see where they're at. They're, I mean, still kind of in the mix. They have the same amount of losses as the Rockets, same amount of losses as the Lakers, who are in. The Lakers are ninth. The Rockets are 11th. The Jazz have one more loss in 10th. So they're still in the mix. I mean, the Mavericks are 26 and 23. Still in the mix in their eighth. So, By, by the way, the Lakers just beat the Knicks. Yeah. The Lakers just beat the Knicks. Um, still got the same amount of losses. So it's a matter of just like not having more losses than them. But who knows with the way this team plays defense? Um, the Lakers just held the Knicks to 105. Like, that's what it takes. That's what it takes. You have to just stop teams. Eventually, I mean, that's always been the Warriors' way. The Warriors have always been the top defense in the league. Whenever they've won a championship, they've had a top defense in the league. 2022, they had really the best defense in the league, but the, I think the Celtics had them by like 0.1 defensive rating or whatever. They had the best defense in the league. Um, Jamar missed half the season and they still were top five in the league. Um, and all the other, yeah, it's crazy, right? They had a historic defense when he was playing. That's just their calling card, right? You don't need a crazy amount of offense next to Steph. It would be nice. It would be great, right? When you have Kevin Durant on your team, plus Steph, plus a great defense, you're unbeatable, right? But it's not a necessity for them to win. As long as you have a decent amount of offense, Kaminga giving you 20-something every night, Clay's going to chip in his 15 to 19 a night. Most nights he's going to be efficient. Wiggins, when he's at his best, can give you a good 14 to 19 a night as well, moderately efficient. That's enough offense around Steph. Everybody else is going to chip in five to eight points. Pods is going to give you his nine. You know what I mean? Like, But they need to hold teams under 120. They need to stop giving up 130 and 140 to these teams. I believe they're top, bottom five defense in the league this season. It's just – it's gross. It's gross. And it starts – I mean, they, they, their season can turn around if they start playing some defense. If they're not, then they're just going to be – they're not even going to make the playoffs, period. Based off of points allowed, the Warriors are 21st. Uh, they give up 118.4 points per game. That mm-hmm. is the ninth worst. Yeah. I'm, look, yeah, I'm looking at it right now. I think that just jumped up to 118.8, which oh. means they're third from the worst in the conference. Only the Jazz and the Spurs give up more points per game. It's kind of sad. And then you flip and you say... They lost to gives up the second most points in the league. <laughs> it's, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy. And then you flip it for offense. You say, how many points are they scoring per game? 119, which is second best in the conference. <laughs> That's ridiculous. And yeah. most of that is Curry. <laughs> yeah, a lot of it is Curry. But it's just like clearly offense isn't the issue. Like you need to start playing some defense. Like it's just that's the theme of this pod. Play some effing defense, man. So you can get so you can get a win when guys aren't inevitably aren't going to be on fire every night offensively. So you need to just have a baseline of a great defense that gives you a chance to win in any environment, any game, back to back, whatever, three games and four nights, whatever it is. As long as you stop other teams from scoring, 
you can have your you can have a chance to win because you got Steph on your team. Um, and that's that's pretty much all I got. <laughs> and he went for 60 tonight and it was for naught. I mean, we didn't even talk about his performance because it was overshadowed by the fact that they lost. But this guy is just on another planet right now, and yeah. they're still losing games. Yeah, people were ready to um, you know, say that Steph was done, right? Like he's no longer good enough to win a championship as a number one on your team. The age is catching up with them. All of this stuff. It's like, man, he's been playing in a lot of these games. Like he hasn't, he's missed what, two games? One game? I think this, he's maybe missed two season? at the most. Right. Yeah. I think I think he's missed one or two. Yeah. He's been playing in all the games. Like, of course, he's going to be tired at some point. And it's not a coincidence that when they had a long break, you know, for tragic reasons, of course, reasons, of course, when they had an extended break, he comes back and he's been on fire since then. He's like played in 42 games and they have played 46. Okay. Okay. So he's missed. He's missed. Yeah. It's like, I mean, you, do you expect him to not be tired? Like he's no. still Steph. He right. still scored 60. He scored 40 something the other night. He scored 30 something the other night. Like again, he killed Philly. He's killing all these teams. He's clearly good enough to still get it done. Get him some help. Get him some help on the defensive end. And you'll have a chance against anybody because he's still Steph Curry. Um, but yeah, 60 point performance. He was two points off of his career high in a loss. I saw a stat somewhere that said he that the Warriors are like eight and five when he scores 50 or more points. It's like, man, those should be guaranteed wins. Like, guaranteed. It's the same stuff that was happening last year. He scored 50 like two, three times last year and they lost. It's just, it's just sad. It's, very annoying watching this team sometimes or, or right now at this moment, but they just got to get it together. It starts with getting healthy and then it starts. And after that, you got to play some defense, man. And you're going to be playing a Brooklyn team that took care of Philly pretty easily Saturday night. They can score mm-hmm. and you're going to have to play defense and lock down some of these guys. I mean, this is a game that they should win against the Brooklyn Nets, but you just never know with this team. Never know. I mean, Cam Thomas gave us forty last time we played them. So, and he gave he Philly forty too. He gave Philly forty. <laughs> <laughs> so, who's going to stop Cam Thomas? Hopefully, Wiggins isn't missing time, and they could just build more chemistry with this group. But yeah, who's going to stop Cam Thomas? Who's going to stop Mikael Bridges? And it's funny. This is like the trade deadline week. We got the Dejounte Murray and the Clint Capella audition. They both showed out, showed the Warriors that they're good players. And now it's a Claxton time to show how good he is against the Warriors. Back-to-back games. Uh, per, per Anthony Slater of The Athletic, who covers the Warriors, Steve Kerr termed the Andrew Wiggins injuries a sprained foot, not ankle. X-rays came back negative. Wiggins was icing his foot post-game, light limp, no walking boot or crutches. He said he thought it wasn't too bad, but would have better feeling in the morning. That is a good sign. Good sign. Good sign. Not not anything too serious. Could be sore. Um, but they play. When do they play again? They, they play, play, play Monday, Wednesday, Thursday this week. Okay, so two days is not a ton of time. Maybe he's out for Brooklyn and back against Philly. But 
we'll see. Thankfully, it's not any, it's not an ankle because an ankle is much more difficult to heal to deal with than a foot. Right. Right. So that's that's pretty good news there. Okay. We got anything else? It's just pathetic game. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just wanted to make mention of Curry because we didn't talk about him, but he is still so much fun to watch, and I just wish that they could win some games whenever he puts on these performances because they keep getting overshadowed by, but they lost. What did Curry mm-hmm. do? He did all these great things, but they lost. And yeah, that's the most frustrating part. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I just hope he he keeps it up, and they can go on a run, because he's still he's still Steph. He's still arguably the best player in the world. You know, top three, whatever you have him, he's still in that conversation very much. So, obviously, he's not starting the All Star game, but you know, we all know what he is in the league. This is a tough stretch that they're going to have coming up. When you got to go to Brooklyn, you'll go to Philly, where Embiid most likely will not play. So you would like to think that they can win that game, but you never know what Maxi can do when he went for fifty the other night. Uh, then you play Indiana on a second night of a back-to-back, and the Pacers can score a lot. And then you got to play Phoenix Saturday night, prime time at 8.30, and then you're at Utah, and then you host the Clippers. That is a tough stretch that they have coming up. Tough stretch. If they make it out of that alive, you might have something. (laughs) You might have something. But this is what happens when you drop games you're supposed to win, when you lose to Memphis, when you lose a game like tonight. When you lose by one point to Lakers and the Kings, all these clutch games you've lost. Now you got to go into these buildings where you probably are not favored, and it's going to be a tough win, and you got to win them, or else your season is done. So, so sad, sad they put themselves in this in this situation. But it is what it is. It's either you you fight or you die. So that's what happened. Great way to end the podcast. <laughs> Great way to end the podcast. Right there. <laughs> so, yeah, we'll see what this team does. Again, tough loss tonight. Very annoying loss. Um, they got to play some defense. Steph has to get some help out there. Hopefully Wiggins is fine. Doesn't miss too many time, too much time. And um, we'll see what they got going forward. Hopefully uh, we have something to talk about trade deadline-wise with this team, but I would not get your hopes up from the lack of centers that are out there and what they need. Yeah. They, they yeah. would have to blow a team away that wasn't willing to move its center. And they're like, we will give you. And I feel like if you make that kind of offer, you're giving, you're going to have to give up a lot. Mm-hmm. At least some draft picks for sure. Um, Moses Moody probably and all this other stuff. So we'll see. We'll see. We'll be back after the Brooklyn game on Monday and we'll be talking that game. So thank you guys for tuning in. Thanks for Greg. You know, he wears so many hats for us. We appreciate him. Um, Follow us on Instagram, X, everything. You know, watch us on 95.7 The Game's YouTube channel and obviously click for notifications so you can know when we're posting or when they post us and leave a review tell a friend all that good stuff we would love to you know bring more people into the family the golden spaces family and keep talking this basketball so appreciate you guys and we will catch you on the next one